mercy and grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan, Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 318 of There's No Place Like Tara, a Stargate First Watch Rewatch podcast. I am Nixie. And I am Grace. And today we are watching. What are we watching, Grace? Stargate Universe. Oh. Uh, Season one. Yes. Episode one. Yes. Air part one. Yeah. (laughs) A.K.A. Emo Stargate. Okay. It's very appropriate for this series. <laughs> that's my take so far. That may be an AKA for the series. I think that's what it is. <laughs> I hope it is. And mind you, coming from me, that is not a derogatory term no, at all. 100%. That is 100% a good thing. This is why when I sat back and thought about Universe, I went, this is not my Stargate. This might be Grace's Stargate. It is spoilers yeah it is already hard not to watch the next yeah. episodes i was like oh yeah. this is the gray's anatomy of stargate it is a thousand percent the gray's anatomy we're of stargates. fucking in a back room hell yeah yeah someone's <laughs> dealing with nepotism and not feeling good enough hell yeah 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 i am here for the emo gate yeah there's um there's a lot of that in this. You're going, I guarantee you, you're going to enjoy the series on a base level more than I do. I'm here for it. Yeah. I've earned it. Not that I didn't love all the others. No, I know. It's more of like, it's more of, it's like if this had been the first Stargate series, you would have automatically been watching Stargate the yeah. entire time. Fair, time. fair point. Yeah. What's your, what's your, my AK is the last Starfighter. <laughs> That's pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Again, the two different parts of this Uh (laughs) we focus on. How to how to save a gate ship? Yeah, trying to find a like another Grey's Anatomy line. (laughs) Don't worry, you're listen. You're about. I guarantee you, at some point, you're just going to be like, "This is this episode of Grey's Anatomy." Like, you're going to just start making correlations. They're happening. They're happening. So, (sighs) how have you been? How was your week? It's only been a week. Um, it was it was a lot. So here's a really fun thing for everyone. If you haven't been through this specifically, and I know I'm not the only one. I'm not the first. Um, it's real fun to be hit by the storm hurricane that shares your name. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That was this week. It yeah. feels like it's been eight years since then. I remember there was a tropical storm grace a couple years back. Mm-hmm. And I was like, do not form over where we live. Yeah, no. Um, and it doesn't help that she was a one-two punch. She was a one-two the, punch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I believe I believe I heard a week's worth of... of uh, We're tracking Nicole. Tracking Look, Nicole. She's found here. Um, never had heard that no. before ever. for me, it was so hard because I'm like, her name is Nixie. Yeah. You're all so stupid. Can we just call me Nix all week to like separate? Can we spell Nicole with an H just to separate me from this storm? Yeah, it was just like, it was hard for me to correlate it. Yeah. I know everybody's trying to be cute, but I'm like, that is Nixie. (laughs) 
You all are even even one of our meteorologists, the one I work with the most. It was during when we were locked in during the storm and we made the why have you been tracking Nicole? I'm right here joke. And he just paused and went. Oh, I just put that together. Yeah. He had been reporting on the storm for days. Yeah. He's like, oh, true. That's your name also. So that was fun. Yeah. You know what else is fun? Getting hit by two um, heavy, heavy weather events back to back. Uh Uh-huh. Global warming. Global warming's fun. Um, Hurricanes in November. Um, And then also uh, season five of The Crown started. Oh, yeah. So we're halfway through that. Um. Uh, speaking of Grey's Anatomy, yeah, Ellen Pompeo's exit, the denouement is has begun. Oh, now this is a big deal because she, hasn't she been on it since the beginning? She is Grey. That's what I was about to say. Isn't she like she the person gray. the show is she named is Meredith after? Grey. She's been on the show for nineteen years. God, now, that show's been going for nineteen so, seasons. So let me tell you now why this show is so important to me. Jeez. Another reason, <sighs> another layer I found. My entire adult life, I have been watching this show. Yeah. Mathematically, it's my entire adult life. Yeah. Um, and it begins. It begins. So is the is the show going to continue? Yes. Okay. So um, every few years, there's like a batch of fresh blood of new interns. Yeah. New, you know what I mean? I mean, ER did that. Yeah. Yeah. But this is particularly... The emphasis is on the new blood. Oh yeah, and they're they're more high profile. They're more mm-hmm. important. Uh, I'm gonna keep watching. You could have, like, legitimately, you could have had like one of the characters have a kid in the first season, and the kid's now in college, going to medical school now. Yeah, like one one of the yeah, you absolutely could. That's uh, I'm trying to think if it's happened <laughs> because it might have happened. But um, I mean, honestly, this is this is how I felt about Stargate. Yeah. You know, because I started watching, you know, there was there was a point when it was had not moved to sci fi yet Mm -hmm. where it was a little harder for me to get it when I was, you know, a young teenager. Yeah. But, you know, I kind of felt the same way all we're saying guys is the next show we're gonna watch is grace and Anatomy. oh god i'm just kidding i'm not we're not doing that we're not doing that to nixie i think you would die yeah i might Uh, i might (laughs) i I might now they pay so little attention i'll give you a piece of trivia the the science is cool yeah and it's important but the emphasis is so much on the drama yeah that when the scripts are written most of the time, they're like, oh, you got to do this because this man's died. Medical, 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 medical. <laughs> Literally, the lines say medical, 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 medical. Yeah. Until they get the actual person to fill in what they're doing. Yeah. Because the emphasis yes. is on the soap opera-ness. I mean, I did watch almost all of ER. ER was a good, it was the first of its kind, I think. I did. Well, St. Elmo's or what was St. Elsewhere? No, Saint China Beach. No, well, the one with Denzel is the one I'm thinking of. Oh. Anyway, all I know is China Beach because I know my mom watched China Beach. China Beach. Anyway, yeah. um, did you have anything? Did, did, I started uh, reading um, the Nine Eyes of uh, Lucian. Is that just what it's called? It's oh. the new Critical Role book. Yeah, um, I'm both reading it and listening to it. It gives me great joy. Um, I have not started that. What have I been reading? What did I read? I read something recently. 
Also, um, just because it's a big accomplishment of mine, I finished another quilt. If oh, you yeah. go to my Instagram, Infinite Nicks, you can see a picture of it. It was like 10 Pretty months in the making. Cool. Yeah. A little mini-sized quilt. I've already started the next one. For a friend of the pod. And it has stars on it. It's a stars. A stars. The quilt is made of stars. That I mean, as all things are, we're all just made of stars. And stardust. October 2nd, <laughs> 2009. Written by Brad Wright and Robert C. Cooper. Directed by Andy Makita. All names we know and love. Let's continue with names we know and love. Familiar faces for this episode. Richard Dean Anderson, Amanda Yay. Tapping, Michael Shanks, Gary Jones. Michael Tapping on video. Yep. <laughs> it is St. Elsewhere, by the way, in case anyone was yelling. Okay. Okay, bye. Because I would have continued singing St. Elsewhere's Fire. St. Elsewhere's Fire, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's get to our new cast. Okay. Okay. I know sums. Yeah, obviously, one of the ones we all know, Robert Carlyle. Yep. It's funny because I never remember his name. I just know him as Rumpelstiltskin. Well, I don't know where to start with his yeah. like IMDb list. Train spotting, Once Upon a Time, Full Monty. Apparently, Full Monty two coming up. Oh. Um, Aragon. So many awards. I we're gonna talk about him in the future. Um, he is a very interesting part of the show, as you can already tell. Yeah. Um, and while all, our last Scottish character, like the actor was from Scotland, but like grew up in Canada. If you don't know, like <laughs> this is just his accent. So we have more Scottishness on the show. Uh, before we get too deep into the show, I do yeah. want to take a moment and say, uh, rest in peace to Batman. Oh, Yes. Kevin I am Conroy. sorry. Kevin Conroy. I don't know why that just popped right back into my head. No, that's like, fine. He has count. absolutely nothing to do with Stargate, but I don't give a shit. Um, Batman's not even a character, but he is the best Batman. He is the Batman of our generation. Uh, and I want to share a line I read on NPR, and I'm going to paraphrase it because I'm going to get it wrong. That's fine. But he was the actor who revealed to the world that the real secret identity was Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. And I love that line because I do love that he did that. And he is, I, th I think it's fair to say, our Batman. Yeah. Each generation has a Batman. And I think he's ours. Yeah. You know, sure, Christian Bale and Chris Nolan were there in our, uh, you know, in our young teens or our formative years or whatever. But this is our Batman, like, since we were kids. Yeah. In that I, animated series. Especially because I'm not someone who's really connected with any of the live action Batmans. Right. Um. Yeah. He was, he I, was by yeah. far. The I, best I think Batman. Michael Keaton was a good Batman, but he's probably Gen X's Batman because yeah. it is so much young, like yeah. older. Anyway, the end. Bye. Okay, Kevin Connor. Sorry, I Sorry. tried to drink. Weird it is transition. Honor. It's fine. So let's now go. <laughs> oh yeah, we were talking about Robert Carlyle. Well, you know what no, happened? Is we were talking about done. good actors. Yeah, I know. And my brain went, yeah, yeah. Okay, I was, I was, had moved on. I was. Louis Ferreira. Ferreria. I'm sorry. Um, clearly, I know him from the Saw series of movies. Which one's that actor? I don't know that one. Um, he's the, He plays Colonel Young. Okay. But okay. I've obviously never seen Saw, so I don't know who the <laughs> hell he is in Saw. He was yeah. in a number of them, though. Got it. Um, he was actually born in Portugal, moved to Canada when he was young. Um, he had a bit role in Cocktail. With yeah. Tom Cruise, super news career. Uh, he was in 2004, Dawn of the Dead. Um, he was an episode of Star Trek Voyager. A few episodes of Breaking Bad. Uh, Westworld. He's been in so much shit you've seen him. 
Oh, this one. He was in Breaking Bad. You yeah. said that. Okay. He's been in a lot of things. No kidding. Okay. Uh, Brian Next. J. Smith, who plays uh, Matthew Scott. Lieutenant Sexy Man? Lieutenant Young Sexy Man? Lieutenant Young Sexy Man? Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't seen it yet. It's on my list, but Sense8. He's a lead in that by the uh, Wachowskis and J. Michael Swarzynski, who is obviously known uh, for Babylon 5. Yeah. Um, Also, he was nominated for a Tony for The Glass Menagerie. Oh. (laughs) Like, he went to Juilliard. Wow. Also, he had a recurring role in Gossip Girl, like the OG Gossip Girl. Oh, maybe that's where his face looks familiar to me. Probably. Of all I those wonder, roles, yeah, it's going to be Gossip Girl. That's probably where I know his face from. Um, Elise Levinesque uh, was Guinevere in the Originals, which is a Vampire Diary spinoff. Yep. I know yep. nothing about either one of those. Yep. Also played Guinevere in Legends of Tomorrow. She likes playing Guinevere. I mean, who wouldn't want to play Guinevere? Yeah. <laughs> um, and recently was in episodes of Orville and Quantum Leap. I spotted her. She's keep an eye out for uh, both. her. David Blue. Yes. This is the one. This is Hoodie Man. This is Hoodie Man. Okay. Um, I think pretty much everyone knows him as Cliff St. Paul from Ugly Betty. That's where I know him from. Okay. Yep. He actually graduated from one UCF, University of Central Florida. Oh, interesting. Um, He was also in Saw films. I think different Saw films. There's I don't so know. There's so many Saw films. I can't keep track. Um, also, the, the, the cool fact is that he is well known for being a giant Stargate nerd before he was ever cast That's in Stargate. That's awesome. Um... He's one of us. <laughs> one of us. One, one of, of us. Um, he had a podcast, actually, that I think I knew about, but I didn't necessarily listen to called Out of the Blue. Um, he interviews just basically everyone associated with Stargate, among other, like, it's just I a bunch of nerdy. I check that out. I yeah. really want to go back and listen to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, David so, Blue is I looked is up awesome. to see if he was Florida born because he went to UCF. Yeah, he's not. He's not. He's from Long Island. Yeah. Which is weird to me that anyone not from Florida goes to I think he moved to Florida when he was younger. Like, I I think his family moved to Florida. I think he grew up in Clearwater or something. Yeah, okay. Um, Elena Huffman. um, She plays TJ. Oh, yes. I like her already. Oh, I know you're... I Listen, I... I like all of them. Okay. (laughs) Uh, She was Black Canary in Smallville and Abaddon in Supernatural. And small roles in 100 and Riverdale, which is if she looks familiar to you. Jamal Walker Smith. Here's the thing. I guarantee you. Jamil. I think it's Jamil. Jamil. It's probably yeah. Jamil. Sorry. He's he's our troublemaker who's like, you're he's not in trouble anymore because we're being attacked. Here's why you may know him, but you may know his voice only. Oh. He is the voice of Gerald and Harrenard. That <laughs> is my favorite piece of trivia. Yeah. Yeah. Since the beginning and all of it, he is... Yeah, he's That is so them. cool. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Also, was in the pilot episode of Supernatural. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, last but least, a woman who needs no fucking but introductions. Not least, but not least. Not sorry. Yeah. A woman who yeah, needs... Yeah. I don't even know her character's name. N- nope. I feel like I know who you're going with. A woman who needs no fucking introduction. Uh-huh. Ming-Na Wen. The one, the only, 
I fell in love with her. Tell me when you fell in love with her. Oh, um, I will say this because I didn't know she was the voice of Mulan. Uh huh. Um, I remember watching her because I just said I watched ER. She was yeah. Deb in ER. Okay. Um, but I think she entered my "you're a fucking badass" ranks as Melinda May, of course, in the MCU. Oh right. Yeah. Uh, she is the original voice of Mulan. She yeah. has a amazing cameo in the newer film, the live action film. Uh, you know who else she is? Yeah. She's Chung Lee. Oh, listen, that was on my goddamn list. That's okay? when I fell in love with her. <laughs> that was on my list. <laughs> that I hadn't I got gotten excited. to yet. I got excited. Um, she was, she's also uh, currently Fennec Shard, Shand? Shand. Fennec Shand in uh, Star Wars. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, she's amazing. As I can just say, she's amazing in everything. But uh, she was in Eureka for a bit. Hacks, Joy Luck Club. Um, her first role on TV was in Mister Rogers. That's awesome. I know. She's been acting just forever. And in 2019, she was actually named a Disney Legend. Fuck yeah, she should be. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, so cool. It's amazing. <laughs> um there's a couple other uh well-known faces that I'll get to later because I forgot to put them in this intro part. I know we've got a Lou Diamond Phillips. We do. I didn't put them in this part because they're not considered like main cast members. That's her. And then I know we've got Shooter McGavin whose name I don't know. It's 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 Christopher McDonald. Thank you. But yeah, we just know him as Sh- Shooter McGavin. Everyone our generation is just his name is Shooter McGavin. He's the Shooter McGavin of our generation. <laughs> yes. So fun facts about the series. Uh, One of the creative consultants on this was John Scalzi, who is a well-known science fiction writer. Oh. Yes. Um, And this series was... So Atlantis was like a clear spinoff of SG-1. Okay. This series was really meant to be like a standalone. Nice. This series was really made like you don't have to know Stargate to get into this. I can see that already. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, the uh, the Daniel Jackson intro videos were... Can I tell you how much I love those? <laughs> no, I want For them! For so many reasons. I want them. I want them to be released. One, because Daniel Jackson. <laughs> Two, the project manager in me yeah. and the onboarding nerd. Yeah. The, the person I've been pushing, and, and Nixie will tell you, yeah. for years now. I mean, also, let's just face it. You proper- would onboarding you would learn anything if daniel jackson told yeah, you no matter how difficult it is but the idea that someone at uh at the sgc yep. has taken the initiative mm-hmm. to create onboarding videos yeah. to bring new people in to be like look no one's got the time to chaperone someone through no. all of this we're sick of repeating it, is. it. this needs to be documented properly yep. in a secure site yeah. that only certain people can access i know that feeling <laughs> yeah. i am so sick of hoarding information yeah everything needs to be properly shared with the right people because if you get hit by a bus or in the case of stargate if you all get taken out if you by get some blown enemy up. someone's got to be able to carry this shit on i simply love the fact that this is the part of the episode that you get the nerdiest about is like onboarding, onboarding videos. Video. Yeah. 
this tells you who I am as uh-huh. a person. hundred <laughs> uh, percent. And originally, I just wanted to say that this was the initial pitch for this was a film. Oh, and they're tr- they really really it's it's obvious they were trying to make something that was more character based and less like heavy science fiction. Yeah, I think you can feel this is to me very evident that you can feel the Battlestar Galactica influence here. Okay, okay. Um, and they wanted it to have a much different feel. We already know SG One has a different feel than Atlantis, and yeah. they wanted to have yet another Even different feel, darker yeah. and sleeker. Yeah. I like it. So let's start this shit. Uh, we started an empty ship, dark, dark, and mysterious. Mysterious. There's a stargate which suddenly starts to dial. Kawooshes. Scott flies out of it. I wrote dark and creepy ship shots and our old girl, the gate. Oh, yes. <laughs> Ye old orifice. Yeah. Uh, he gets up clearly not quite knowing where he is. And before long, other people start flying out of the- They're uh-huh. not stepping through the gate. They're flying through the gate. Yeah, they're, they're falling through the gate. They're coming in with momentum and landing yeah. hard. Quickly, you're like, they get up. We try organizing them so this has become a bloodbath and yeah. it's hard. We learn this is evacuation of some kind and mm-hmm. apparently people were expecting to be returned to Earth. Big nope. This, this doesn't look like Earth to not me. Not Earth. Uh uh-uh. uh. Um. So it's just pure chaos. More and more people are coming through containers. People are getting hurt. We see a metal case just launch into Eli. Yeah. Everyone's just like, "Fuck it, whatever." <laughs> Everything's coming through one way or the other. Uh. Rush goes and finds a console, and instead, he's he sort of looks at for a second. Instead, makes his way up the stairs and kind of overlooks everything, seeming happy. This is, this is where I go. Okay. So here's my archetypes. Yep. Soldier guy. Yeah. Hoodie guy. Uh-huh. Quiet science man. Uh-huh. And Ming-Na Wen. <laughs> <laughs> she is her own fucking archetype. <laughs> Those, that's how I wrote them now. I fucking love her. Um, the last person to come through the gate is Colonel Young, and he goes flying harder than anyone. Like, yeah. concussion possible brain damage Somebody hard. Somebody launched that man through. And the Stargate then shuts down and darkness falls. And I mean, screaming panic is not unwarranted here. No. I mean, it's not helpful. It's not helpful, but it's, but it's natural. Unwar- uh, yeah, understood. Yes. Uh, and before Young passes out, he tells Scott that he's in charge. And they get TJ over there. She starts doing what she can. We do later learn, um, I don't know if it's quite here, but we do later learn, it's not a spoiler, that she is a medic. She's not a fully trained doctor. Yeah. She knows how to give you enough painkillers to make you run to a doctor. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, She's real good at first aid. She's a medic in the way Sam, your gnome, is a medic. Yes. Like, look. Here you go. Feel better. Uh-huh. That's all I got for you. Exactly. Right now. Yeah. Uh, I am. I am here to keep you alive until someone else can actually fix yeah, you. Yeah, until an adult or adult is yes. here. <laughs> so Scott asks Eli where they are because it's not Earth. He doesn't know. They. He just did what Rush told him to do and has no clue where currently where Rush is anyway. Uh-huh. And there's a hum. Engines. Uh, we guess get louder and. We later know that this is not actually a hyperdrive, but the engines are lighting up and we have the cool lighting effects and still no one knows what's going on. Yeah, this is great. This feels good. And now we've had this little intro. Let's go back in time to say what the fuck just happened. Yay. And you see, it all starts with video games. Uh Uh-huh. Start with the hoodie kid. 
Eli is playing, and it seems like it's basically just Space Skyrim. <laughs> I also feel like the writers wrote every every gamer kid's fantasy. Yeah, that's it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Every gamer kid's fantasy of like, I'm going to solve a puzzle, uh-huh. and then the government's going to need my help. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, we later learned this game is called Prometheus. Yep. And I'm just saying, if you made a Starcade RPG, you would never see me again. Yeah, we would lose a Nixie to the darkness. Uh, and there is a giant puzzle in the game. Eli has spent a month figuring this out, and he's pretty sure he has it. And his friend does not believe him. Mm-hmm. He goes down, he sees the symbols, which are symbols us as Stargate fans have definitely seen before. Oh, interesting. And the game just glitches and goes back to the start of the level. And Eli is really sure what he did worked, but I'm uh, just what the I what what happened? Annoying, annoying. Again, the gamer fantasy. Yeah. So sometime later, would you like to play a war game? <laughs> <laughs> sometime later, uh, there is an Air Force general at Eli's door. Some mm-hmm. General O'Neill. Not quite sure if it's one L or two. Mm-hmm. Don't know him. Never heard of him. Naturally, Eli's like, you have the wrong guy. And yeah. Jack makes it very clear that he is not someone who'd be standing here if he didn't know everything about Eli. Yeah, it's like, don't snark the snarkerator. <laughs> I am the snark master. You are you are barking up the wrong tree, buddy. You've merely adopted the snark. I was born into it. <laughs> I originated the snark. Yeah. Uh, and Dr. Nicholas Rush comes up then and... Fancy science man. Fancy scientist man. All of this has to do with the fact that he solved the Takara weapons puzzle in the game Prometheus. Yeah. Eli spent a month figuring it out. Nothing happened. Jack's like, we happened. Hello. The thing that happened, it me. (laughs) Eli just solved a millennia old mathematical proof written in another language. And we are your prize. Ta-da! You did it. Eli's... I would have been like, I like Eli's response because it would have been mine. Can I have the cash equivalent? Yes. No, thank you. <laughs> uh, no, instead he gets to sign an NDA, which Eli just laughs at. Um, he's like, did you, did you fuckers really just embed a top secret problem into a video game hoping some gamer would solve it? I mean, yeah. wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. It's exactly what we did. And now you either sign this and learn cool things or we just beam you up to your, our spaceship anyway. Yeah. Sign it or sign it. These are your options. As if that's a joke. Mm-hmm. Again, this is one of those things where it's like, this is not a threat. I'm just telling you what's about to happen. Yeah, you don't. You're done having choices now, which that part is kind of shitty. Yeah. I would have been like, can I at least tell my mom goodbye in person? No. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Eli wants, here's the thing, I have a hunch that if he signed the NDA, he would have been able to. That's what I'm saying. Like, I would have been like, okay, I'm going to sign it, but please don't make me leave my mom without seeing her face one more time. Eli wants a lawyer, I mean his mom, to look over it Mm -hmm. and try and closes the door on them, goes to head up the stairs, but we see a very familiar light as they just beam Eli up to the Hammonds. I love that not only did we adopt the Asgard technology, we also adopted the Asgard lack of politeness (laughs) of just beaming people whenever the fuck we want. Because here's the thing, there is, like... Well, yes, we know that in in retrospect, there's going to be attack on the base soon. Yeah. There is no urgency. No, that's what I'm saying. And it's like, I wonder if 
there's a story here where they're like, look, let's not just beam people up without telling them. <laughs> Maybe there's some sort of like, hey, heads up, we're going to beam you. Yeah. And every time they try it, people like run from yeah. the light or something. Uh-huh. And maybe like they're like, that's why the Asgard are such assholes about yeah. it. They just don't tell you. They just, it's just... like giving a little kid a shot, yeah, right? Exactly. There's a approach where you're like, okay, here it comes. Or the one where you're just like, and you're done. Yeah, look over here. Look at the shiny object. Yeah. So I do love that we've adopted not only the tech, but yeah. the mentality ritual. The ritual. <laughs> the ritual of not having a ritual. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Rush was beamed up, I'm assuming Jack as well, at the same time, I guess just left their cars there. Yeah. Someone will beam them. Someone um, will drive them home. Walks in. Oh, they didn't drive themselves. They have their own driver, That's I guess, fair. in retrospect. Um, yes, that is Earth. Yes, you're on a spaceship. We need your help. And really not sure how long you're going to be away. Uh-huh. Also, this shit I, is I also cool. like that Eli tries to call his mom, but there's no cell signal in space. Weird how it doesn't work. Does it just roam? What does the phone say, I wonder? <laughs> just not. Just, there's just nothing. Yeah. Just blank. Yeah. Um, and uh, they are going to make sure that that you can call mom, but there's a cover story you have to follow. Mm-hmm. Are going to a planet 21 light years away, and they already know about his mother's condition and that he's unemployed, and they're going to make sure that she is taken care of. I mean, at least we review that. Yeah. And it's, I think they probably do all this research to know how easy it will be to extract this person. Yes. Because I imagine if they try to take me. Jesse's going to lose his mind. Yes. <laughs> Husband Jesse will not be okay. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? So they're going to be like, look, she's important, but I feel like we might have to take him with yeah, us. Exactly. <laughs> or else this will not work. Also then the dogs. Yeah. So let's make sure we get somebody Could to take care of the dogs. Imagine. Well, they either have to have someone to take care of the dogs or just bring the dogs along. I am thinking of my Drakey. Yeah, on a spaceship. Look, can they just take my dog to Ronan? Because they're the same person. It would it'd be, it'd be real good. Or maybe Teal'c wants a dog. Teal'c's on Earth. Yeah. He would be the boy. He'd be a great We trip. already, we already the- call him boy. That's the other thing that happened this week. Yes, Stargate that's the other related. Thing we're doing. We're is, playing Ragnarok. Uh, yeah, God of War Ragnarok came out. So if you miss the sounds of Christopher Boy. Judge voice, <laughs> just come over to my house. It's happening all day, every day, all the days, every days, um, forever and ever. Amen. Yeah. So he would. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Just no, it's it, Eli's really cool about this because he kind of has no other choice. But he's really wondering if he can get some pants that aren't PJs. Mm, yeah, I mean, I, can you blame him? No, no. Um, or I would just be like, can I get some nicer PJs? Because yeah. I mean, fuck it, right? I don't, I don't have a uniform anymore. Here's the thing: is after going through, I think everyone after going through the panini, don't give me fucking jeans. No. Don't give me slacks. No, don't give me jeans. I'll get you get out of here with your dockers. Listen, I will take some nice, comfy, like BDU pants though. I just don't want to wear pants. Well, but that's me. Yeah. 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 I don't think we can go through the series with Eli not wearing pants. I mean, if you get him a nice moo-moo. True. <laughs> you just you just wear a kilt. <laughs> yeah. Um, and one of, uh, we've already covered Grace's favorite moment. We can cover it again. Watching Daniel 
have just the whole Stargate for Beginners video series. The problem is that they let him write it, which is why it's so fucking long. <laughs> Stargate for dummies. They really should have given, like, edit privileges yeah. to to somebody else. To Jack, maybe? I don't know. Maybe Jack's that's way why above this. Long. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because nobody would edit it down. He's like, I guess I'm going to do the whole thing. Well, it's one. No, the problem it's long is because they gave Jack the other privileges and he's like, I'm not fucking it's doing fine. that. Yeah. <laughs> whatever he did do is whatever fine. Whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> he ran it through Grammarly and was like, you're all set. Yep. Uh, so Eli is watching. You might want to take notes, Eli. Much yeah. of it, obviously, we know being Stargate veterans at uh-huh. this point. The part to take note of is Icarus Base yes. being established two years ago. It has a very powerful core and that hopefully from there they'll be able to dial the ninth Chevron address that we found. Now, double checking things here. Yes. We know about the ninth Chevron address from before this series. We, I don't, I, I'll be honest, I don't remember if we technically, we like, there's a ninth Chevron address. Or we um, know that there is. We know another... there's a ninth Chevron. Okay. Yeah. But we don't Icarus space. This is the first time where any of us is learning. This is the first we've heard of Icarus space. However, okay. um, If you remember back in um, Enemy at the Gate, the last episode of Atlantis, they specifically they were counting the ships that they had to defend Earth, Mm -hmm. and they said that Odyssey was on a top secret mission. Right. It was confirmed by the powers that be that the secret mission involved Icarus space. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Um, and then Daniel starts talking about hyperspace in any video. Uh-huh. So eventually Eli does get to talk to his mom, but can't say anything beyond it's it's top secret. Um, but Marion's like, I know my child. I'm not believing any of this. Yeah. And is more upset and worried that he just left without saying anything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both are extremely worried about the other. Uh, he reassures her this is actually really, really good. This is something I've always dreamed about. And like, but for all she knows, he's like being held hostage by a mob boss for yeah. money somewhere. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Anything could be happening. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, my caveat would be like, I'm bringing, I'm bringing the the husband Jesse. I'm bringing it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like bringing husband Nick would be like bringing Drakey. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I would probably be bringing husband Nick. But we are, I've already had this conversation with a friend of the pod, Val. Mm. And I remember very distinctly at one point, she she said that if you ever get the chance to go to space, and the caveat is, is that you never get to talk to me again. She goes, oh. I hope I never hear from you. Yeah. <laughs> Get the fuck out. I Go. agree. Get the fuck. Um, so the room of requirements on the Hammond is now a cafeteria. Mm-hmm. Eli sits next down to a very beautiful young woman. We later learn her name is Chloe. Mm-hmm. We later, later learn her name is Armstrong. Her name is my daddy got me this job. Yeah. We haven't covered that yet. And I have yet. a chip on my shoulder We'll about cover it. that later. <laughs> That's my guess. That's my guess. Uh, yeah. Also, uh, this is, yeah, you get the feeling that she very rarely introduces herself with her last name. Yeah. Yeah. Her chip on her shoulder is, I'm not a nepotism baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I earned this. Um, This is also her first time on a spaceship. And mm-hmm. yep. um, yes, she has heard of Eli, knows who he is. 
And Chloe works for Senator Armstrong, and uh, clearly Eli is not a politics person, so she has to uh, clarify, you know, Senator Armstrong from California. Yep. And she definitely, definitely, definitely got this job because she was a political science major at Harvard. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Again, the chip on the shoulder is rough. Now, here's the thing. Here's my guess is that she really could have gotten this job yes. on her own and would have preferred not to work for her dad. But her dad was like, you're working for me. Uh, that's the that's the feel I get that she would have preferred to work for a different senator. Yes. And yeah. her dad's like, I'm not letting you work for another senator. Mm-hmm. Um, We don't know for how long, but we do learn that Eli was at MIT for a while. Yeah. Makes sense. Smarty pants. He's smarty pants. Or as he is, he's also known, Math Boy. We'll get to that. So back in the present, Scott and Eli are looking for Rush at a locked door. Eli recognizes the writing from the video game. He presses the button on the bulkhead, opens the door to the most stunning view ever. Um, The coolest, fastest moving thing. Yeah. Rush is standing at the balcony, basically watching the ship travel through space. And they realize they are on a ship. They're on an ancient ship. And Rush says literally, as well as maker-wise, the ship was launched hundreds of thousands of years ago. Everything's fine. Yeah, that's 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 fine. So um, I wanted to bring this up because it's a tangent. But I, it's me. Yeah. Um. So there's a band called Big Audio Dynamite, and uh-huh. it's members of the Clash and other people and things. Yeah. And they have a song called Rush. And every time <laughs> I hear his name, I think of it. And I had to look up the lyrics to be sure I had them right because there's like the bridge. Yeah. I, the not the course. Well, maybe the course. I don't know. It just makes sense to this man, which is really fucking weird because it goes situation. No win. Rush for a change in atmosphere. I can't go on. So I give in. (laughs) Gotta get myself right out of here. So I've decided that that's not Rush's theme song. It's 100% Rush's theme song. And that Big Audio Dynamite wrote it for Rush. My favorite is that you go to that song and not the band Rush. No, no, no. If I had my chance again, I would do it all the same. So if you didn't know that song, go look it up and it's going to be stuck in your head now, too. Clearly. Um, Scott tells Rush that that's really cool and all, but we have injured and we have to get the fuck home. Um, But before we hear what Rush has to say to that, we cut to the gate room and TJ is doing what she can. Uh, everyone has calmed down a bit, helping where they can, but their signs is getting very warm and some people are starting to have difficulties breathing and we hear a shudder from the ship and TJ radios and tells Scott that all the air vents have shut down. Things are getting fucky. And Eli's like, yeah, the air is thin up here too. And Rush is like, oh yeah, that's just the life support failing. Yeah, I we like might want to do something like Just that. yelling this shit out loud like... Hey, if we want to not panic people into taking big gulps of air, maybe stop yelling. Maybe stop yelling about all the bad things that are happening. Maybe stop the yelling part. Um, and another quick flashback. Um, it's more of a memory. It's a little glitchy. We have yes. Colonel Young telling his wife that he's going to be on yet another tour. Mm-hmm. It's only going to be for a year. She is definitely not happy about this. Um, because he's supposed to be retiring or something and it's really broken up and fragmented when he half collapses and his wife helps to catch him and it overlaps with tj telling him to wake up on the ship and he starts having a seizure which is fine that's that's super normal for recovery 
That's your body's just restarting your heart. I mean, you definitely just had a major brain trauma, so... Yeah, it's just a reset button that your body hits, right? Super normal. And all TJ can do is help keep him safe. Sheesh. Um, I don't know that we ever see his wife again, but she looks slightly familiar. I didn't look her up, but my guess is that she's one of the moms in the OC. But maybe not. Anything's possible. We can look her up. Okay. Oh, say so. Back to our actual flashbacks. Yes, Hammond comes out of hyperspace of the above the planet. It's a beautiful, beautiful shot of the planet and space, and then we cut to a first in Stargate. Yay! Some fucking yeah. We introduce Matthew Scott and Vanessa James fucking in a storage closet. Back door fucking. This this <laughs> is when it gets real Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> Secret fucking in tight spaces. Yeah. 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 I'm um, here for it. It is very much just like pull Secret your pants down a bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Young tries to radio Scott over and over again because their guests have arrived early. This episode is especially explicit. He needs to get up r- real fast. Yeah. And s- so sadly, they cannot finish. This is the worst feeling. This is the worst feeling. Look, just give it another 30 seconds and finish. I felt pain for them. So he quickly just pulls his pants up, grabs his gear and runs. God, just he's just going out there with a woody. Just finish it off. What is he thinking of on the drive up, on the on the walk up? Just Baseball a look on his his colonel's yeah. face, yeah, because that'll do it. Yep. I bet, yeah. So Chloe, Eli, the senator, Tuck is it on, back, dude. His <laughs> colleague of the senator and Rush are beamed down. Uh, well, that's why I will say, if you notice, he's holding his gun like right in front of him. Thank God that thing is as big as it is. <laughs> Um, everyone has luggage except for poor Eli. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yes, this is where I should point out Christopher McDonald, Shooter McGavin himself. Yay. Also, apparently we're going to see him in the new MCU series, Secret Invasion, soon. Nice. I don't know who he's Senator playing. Shooter McGavin? Yeah. Yeah. He's going to be playing Shooter McGavin. S- Senator McGavin. Senator McGavin. <laughs> so it's an amazing view from this tiny, terrifying platform. Yep. Uh, it's a whole runway of F-302s, the wide shot. Like, that's stressful how tiny that balcony outcropping is. Yeah, they really didn't, you know, give themselves a lot of margin no. for error. No. <laughs> Introductions are made, and we learn that Chloe is Senator Armstrong's daughter, which Eli takes clear note of that. Got it. Senator daughter. Got it. Do not hit on the senator's daughter. Yeah. I just I Senator Daughter. That's her name now. Uh Chloe did not give her last name earlier. Yeah. Uh and Eli is just the contest winner. <laughs> so it's here that Eli sees his very first Stargate in real life. Uh we learn a fun fact about this base. The Stargate can only dial out. This is the one that's been modified because the power core of this planet, there's it, it something to do with one another, and incoming wormholes are actually dangerous. Right. So whatever Eli figured out in the game is something Rush has been working on for, like, months. Got it. And many people here are just happy to see it solved. And Rush is introducing the senator around. We are introduced to one Colonel Telford. Uh, also, Lou Diamond Phillips is a guest star Yay. in this episode. 
Again, a face that I could list as IMDb, but it's longer than my arm. It's weird that he makes just one episode. Like, is he a fan of the show? Just How did they get him? I'm not going to ask anymore. This questions. is me taking a trip. Got it. Got it. I'm here now. So, <laughs> the senator uh, is here just to see how the 1.6 bill he got approved through yeah. Congress is being spent. And Rush brings us all together. Finally, thanks to young Mr. Wallace, as he calls him, they have solved the problem of trying to dial the ninth and final Chevron, and this time they're sure. And it's only now that Eli's even figured out what the fuck he solved. Yeah. So let's roll. We're going to dial this shit right now. We're going to test this. Sergeant Riley starts to dial it up. Just as a test, they're going to send a melt through, close it down, send an away team later. Riley is calling out the chevrons behind all this. It's very tense, very exciting. They do drag it out very dramatically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Chevron X works, and they get to the ninth chevron, and the place starts to shake. Light starts to flicker, but the ninth chevron just won't lock. Yikes. And Rush gets really frustrated um, and is trying to prime himself it, and Young shuts it down while Rush wants to keep working the problem. And you're starting to see sort of a central issue of the series, the divide between Young and Rush, because pulling power from the power pulling power from the planet's core is dangerous. Yeah. And Young's first priority above all else is the safety of everyone. Yeah, Dr. Rush is definitely single-minded. Mm-hmm. Um a dangerous single-minded man. Yeah. Um you know, Rodney McKay, for all of his faults, was always like, this could be dangerous before anything else. Yeah. This scientist man's like, this is dangerous, but I have to know. He's dangerous, but he may, may not tell you. Yeah. And the thing is, is that Rodney was always very honest with what was going to happen. Yes. And even in this first episode, you start getting the idea that. Rush kind of doesn't give a shit if you're telling him yep. to stop. Yep. He's just got to push the button anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like it. So, um, him and they're, they're not on the same page, but Rush and Eli go off to run equations again. Eli just wants to make sure that, like, th- everyone knows this is not his fault. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't. I, I didn't even do this. this. I didn't even know what I did. Exactly. <laughs> None of this is, you cannot put this on me. In the present, everyone is starting to get rattled in the gate room again. And thankfully, the lights come back on. Mm-hmm. It's got to calm everyone down a little bit. Scott comes in, eventually has to yell to get everyone to shut up. Yeah. And like, look, we are on an ancient spaceship. That's all he's got at this yeah. point. Literally, this- you yelling at me does not help. No. And the senator cuts him off and is like, we have to dial home now. Mm-hmm. Scott's like, yes, this is on the list of shit to do. And the senator's like, I will make it an order if I need to. And um, he's like, I need to speak to Rush now. And Scott raises his voice again. And he's like, chill the fuck out, dude. Yeah. And the senator just yells back and then doubles over in pain. Yikes. Yikes, dude. Um, I feel like forcing your authority... <laughs> yeah. In a life or death situation, doesn't really help anything. No. That's not... Oh, you're mad? <laughs> oh, okay, let me just turn on the life-saving yeah. equipment yeah. that I was just waiting for someone uh-huh. to be mad at me to do. Uh-huh. 
So they get the senator some water, his pills, um, and Scott tries to explain all this again. They are on a ship. They do not know where they are. The life support is a little fucked up. Mm-hmm. Rush is working on it and gets two two faces we will get to know. Two smarties is Two what smarties, I call them. Mm-hmm. Brody and Park, to come with them. And no, do not touch those consoles that just lit up. No one touch anything. No one do it. Just sit and stay. Just and don't breathe hard. And they, they the three of them leave the game. Everybody room. take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> Back at Necro's base, Rush and Eli are working the problem on the whiteboard, trying to find the mistake. And Eli's like, "Why the fuck are you using a whiteboard when you're surrounded <laughs> by computers?" If only Eli knew the amount of people <laughs> that still request chalkboards. Yeah. To represent. And these are whiteboards. Teaching, yeah. Um, and he's like, "Okay, so." What if it's just the address is wrong? Mm-hmm. And Rush is like, it's the only one we found in the database in Atlantis. Uh, there's no other instructions. So Rush is like, clearly the address can't be wrong. Yep. It has to be the proof. And Eli's like, no, it's not the proof. Do you know why I know it's not the proof? You said it's not the proof. Ta-da! <laughs> uh, as Young comes in to ask how it's going, Rush starts erasing everything on the board to start over, and Eli's like, no, no, save! Control-alt-save! Control-save! Yeah. <laughs> I will give Eli Copy. credit. I- I'm going to give him credit because he's been dropped into the situation, Yeah, and he's not being a, a mouse about it. He's like, hey, fuck you. Yeah. I did a thing. I yeah. did a thing, right? Uh huh. Why are you being shitty? He's adapting very well. Yeah, like he, in his fear, yeah, or whatever, he's not one to just back down. He's he's choosing fight. It's it's almost like it's almost like Eli as a person had been waiting for something like this to show his true colors. Yeah. Um. He's brave. He chose to be brave. So Young was coming to ask Eli to dinner. Mind you, not asking Rush to dinner. Yeah. Um, and Eli would love that, but Rush wants him to stay and keep working. And Young's like, dude, it's been six months. Mm-hmm. A few hours for dinner's not gonna hurt shit. Yeah, bro. Be um, a human. So at dinner, it's a very fancy setup considering that they've built this space from nothing. That's like a real nice yeah. real nice dining area. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like Telford is gonna be the lead on whatever expedition that goes to the gate, but Makes they sense. have no idea where it's gonna be. Mm-hmm. Rush, meanwhile, is pondering and thinking in his little notebook and mathing things out and eventually goes to the kitchen just in time. The kitchen side. Yeah. Not the dining room side. Just in time to hear Chloe say that if anyone's going to figure this out, Eli will. He's like, yes, it's true. I am meth boy. (laughs) I like the dichotomy of this. I like what this scene tells us about the characters. Mm -hmm. Um. Because I was most focused on how Rush comes in through the kitchen, looks almost longingly at the people eating and socializing yeah. together mm-hmm. until he's pulled out of that reverie by the kitchen guy who's like, here's your food that you always come get like yep. an asshole. I'm not even nice to you about it no. because probably you're not nice to us about probably it. Not. So here it is. Can you leave our kitchen, please? You're creeping me out. And then he leaves without the food. Yep. Yep. Um... Yeah, no, it's a. I love these little scenes that tell so much. Yeah, and so the senator wants to propose a toast, not to Eli, mm-hmm. dude, um, but to this project, and embarrassingly to his daughter, 
And he wanted to, you know, he didn't even want to think about sending this money to a project not dealing with issues on Earth. Um, And then we have this moment with Rush. Rush broods is what I wrote. Rush Rush broods hardcore Uh in his room with opera playing and he goes to his bedside table. He has this photo of him and a woman uh, with, with tears falling. Yeah. And he puts it away and continues crying. There's also I don't know if you pick I don't know if you picked up the there's been a couple shots that very clearly show a wedding ring on his hand. Yeah, I think she is either dead or an alien, <laughs> or both. Okay, she's a dead alien. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the senator we cut back to the senator continuing his toast and how Chloe reminded him that. There is no greater endeavor than seeking an understanding of who we are and the mysteries of the universe in which we all exist. And she's like, for the love of fuck, give me more wine. Um, I really appreciate the way she takes this moment and deflects. (laughs) Good job, Chloe. Yeah, it's I think it really it really emphasizes the fact that she's like, I wanted to work in politics, but not as my father's aide. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And it was also her idea, we learned, to put the ancient proof in a video game to access brilliant young minds that we would have otherwise overlooked. Makes sense to me. And then they're cut off by an explosion in the distance. Mm-hmm. And Young gets some information in his earwig. A second one goes off. They continue, and Young tells everyone that the base is under attack. Everyone knows where they need to go, and the Senator, Chloe, and Eli are to go with Scott. Whoa. In the present, we see the ship... And, and uh, an outside view of the ship flying through basically glitter, <laughs> shimmer <laughs> yeah. glitter. Um, Greer and Scott run into the control room, guns raised after hearing arguing. Rush is trying to reset the life support system. Mm-hmm. Eli's like, he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> and Greer raises his gun, pointing it at Rush, telling him to back off the console. Eli is trying to point out that the console says that if he continues doing what Rush is doing, he's going to overload the system. And Rush is like, nah. And it's one of those where, yes, technically that is apparently what the panel says we're led to believe. But Eli doesn't see it in the context that Rush does. Right. Because the only context Eli has is the context that Rush put into a video game. Sure. Yeah. There's there's maybe there's more subtext than we're aware of. And it's a very tense standoff. It's a bunch of people that don't trust each other, barely well, know each other. Well, and it's an angry kid with a gun, too. Yes. Who we learn, I feel like, almost immediately after this. Um, pr- Pretty soon. Okay. Yeah. That he has anger no, it is immediate issues after and this, yeah. discipline with anger issues. Yes. Yay. Um, And Scott tells Greer to load his weapon, but he is not, and he's not going to let Rush screw them over again. Mm-hmm. And on Icarus base, when everyone is heading to wherever they have to go, we see Young rushing the opposite way with gear and a gun, unlocks a small room. We find Greer inside. Young tells them that they're under attack. Don't know by what. Don't know why. Don't know by whom. But the charges are dropped. And to go take your anger out go of them. Go rage. Go rage. Go rage over there. And he's like, yes, sir. Amazing. Um, above the planet, we find some former Gould motherships attacking the Hammonds a lot. Yep. And we get the first glimpse of the effervescent Sam. <sighs> Sam. We need the Laura Bailey music anytime yeah, we I know, see the Sam. Harp. Yeah, anytime we see Amanda tapping. 100%. <laughs> so whoever they are started shooting the moment they came out of hyperspace. We're guessing it's the Lucian Alliance. But there's only 
Um, but the Hammond is only one ship, and they're actually not the target. The gliders yeah. and the troops are going past them and will be at the base in three minutes. So come in. And Telford is taking off in his own 302, aiming for the troop transport. Yikes. In the presence, uh, Rush tells Greer that um, he's going to press this one button. Mm-hmm. Life support will be fixed, and everyone will have the oxygen to breathe and think clearly. Yay. Yeah, Greer's not... He's not down with that. No. He's mad. Scott goes over to him and tells him, look, this is a shit situation, but I am giving you an order and you need to lower your weapon. Mm -hmm. And he does. And slowly Rush does press the button. And nothing happens. The end. Rush just kind of like big size and is like, well, I guess that was too easy. And Yeah. yeah, Eli confirms it did jack shit. Yep. Uh, Scott gives DJ a heads up. This might take a bit. And we see that she is highly stressed, highly concerned and having a bit of a struggle to keep shit together. But sure. Yeah, she's she can't do anything. No. So she's like, guess I'll just watch this man's die. Yeah. Oof. Okay. Um, And we have a little flashback of TJ and Ray here. Mm-hmm. Um, By the way, uh, Mingna is in the show. She's Camille Ray. Okay. Got it. Um, and two weeks ago, TJ was saying this is the best experience of her life. And now she's got a scholarship. And I guess she was just afraid to admit what she wanted before. And there, she wants out. There's clearly nothing else going on. It's not like she's protecting anyone. And she just hadn't made up her mind before now. And Ray isn't buying any of this. Everything's fine. I just don't want to be here anymore. Bye. <laughs> Things have suddenly changed in two weeks and no longer we be here. Randomly, I hate it here. Okay, bye. And in the present, TJ and Ray share this look with each other and then look back at the unconscious young. Yikes. Nothing to read into that at all. Nope. Nothing here. Everyone's fine. (laughs) I feel like I love this show already. (laughs) Who's fucking who? Okay. So back to the gliders. Back to sci-fi. Um, <laughs> gliders come and attack right, the right, base. Right, right, right. Yes. Uh, yes, this is a science fiction show about not uh, just Firefight is exchanged. Impacts are felt throughout the base, and Riley reports that energy spikes are starting to pop up from the core. Mm-hmm. Rush calls out for Eli because they have to figure out the ninth chevron now. Yeah. To Rush top priority it took them two years to find this planet this could be their last chance to dial out bro people are dying <laughs> mainly because if this battle continues the core of the planet's going to explode yeah let's do some math and riddles it's fine now it's i think it's fair to say mm-hmm. and i don't know this could change about rush yeah that rush isn't a shitty guy i think he's just that many steps ahead because we do learn what's going to happen if we do try to dry a home mm-hmm. we're fucking the earth over yeah, I have a feeling that Rush already got there, mm-hmm. and everybody else is not caught up. But right now, it just feels like, bro, um, everyone's gonna die. Gonna take a drink. So, if Eli's <laughs> math works, he figures it's not a power issue; it's an address issue. Yeah, and and Rush is like, again, we've been over this shit. We've known the first eight symbols for years. The ninth is the point of origin, and Eli's like, okay. Uh, I haven't been inside this world for a while, so I'm going to be thinking outside the box. What if we're not on the planet that we should be on? Yep. 
He's like, but this is the planet we're on. But that's not. Eli's like, I don't give a shit if this is the planet we're on. What if we're not supposed to be here? Yeah. Math and riddles. And he tries to get Rush to like, to come outside the box with me. Yeah. In the skies above, Telford can't keep the forces back, and Oof. Young calls everyone in from the little balcony platform, and as a glider comes in to crash into the balcony, and they get everyone inside at the last minute, it's very action-y. Yeah, it's very escape the exploding planet Yeah, and Young tells Riley over the radio to dial the Stargate to Earth as the balcony is destroyed, mm-hmm. and Riley does start dialing. Mm-hmm. Eli has the, again, as I said before, the advantage of not being inside Stargate lore. Right. So what if the symbols on the Stargate, if, if the symbols on the Stargate are the constellations as seen from Earth, mm-hmm. what if Earth is supposed to be the point of origin? Ta-da! And Russia's like, but the only power source is here. But! <laughs> what if it doesn't matter? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a combination code. Yeah. And behind all of this, Riley is calling out chevrons as they're locked. And while he gets to the fourth chevron, Rush literally shoves him out of his chair. Yeah. And just cancels the dial to Earth and starts a new one. Woo! This is fine. So everyone's rushing through the corridors. This is super fine. Um, behind them, uh, because the senator stopped to help someone, there's a little bit of a gap between him and his daughter, mm-hmm. and there is a cave-in. Uh, so she is stuck outside of it and will not go on without her dad. Yeah. So Scott radios that there's a dozen or so people trapped. Elsewhere, Young finds TJ trying to save Dr. Sims in tears, refusing to acknowledge that he's beyond yeah. saving at this you point. You can't revivify. Or I should say beyond saving in current situation. Yeah. Um, and Young has to get on a first name basis with her. Yeah. To shake her out of this and they leave the doctor there where he fell Oof. and get moving. That's shitty. Yeah. In the gate room, uh, Rush is dialing the ninth Chevron address, and it does finally connect, um, but the power is fluctuating critical levels. They have made the successful dial. Yeah. Eli was right. Yep. But they don't know how much time they have. Well, and, and they don't know what's over there. They don't know what's over there. And I'm not sure if we pointed this out earlier, because I don't remember if we saw him, but I'm really glad Sam has marks on the Hammond oh, with her. Oh, Yeah. Trusted crew. Yep. And he sees that there's a massive power buildup in the planet. She immediately calls for all the 302s to be recalled. Telford has two minutes before they are fo- going to be forced to jump into hyperspace. Yeah. And finally, Young gets to the gate room and is like, why the fuck is everyone standing here? I ordered an evacuation. And he's like just going, well, um, so here's the thing. That gate, not go home. <laughs> it's not to Earth. Uh, that's the ninth Chevron address. And it's like, this is not the time to play with the toys. <laughs> uh, well, it was now or never. And the planet was going to blow up, Rush says. And that blast can be transported through the wormhole. So I felt like we should maybe not send that to Earth. And Young's like, you could have dialed any other fucking planet but i didn't (laughs) (laughs) but i did dial i mean i don't know if it's a planet but i did dial somewhere else Uh um and he's like this was our only chance and you can't shut it down again because and dial again because the system's not responding anymore yeah we're We're stuck here you had to get the planet out and here's your way out 
Yep. <laughs> we, I did it. I did this. Look, I can't fault Rush too bad. I'm sorry. I have a feeling he's a bad guy in the long term. I find this fascinating because I really didn't think you were going to go along with this decision. The chaos is so tempting. <laughs> it's not right. <laughs> but it's so tempting. I know. The possibility. Yeah. Look, he's been working it's on this. called Icarus. Yeah. This man is flying too fucking close to the sun. Yeah. Why the hell did you name your base Icarus? Yeah. Uh, he had to have named it. We should have had red flags going from that point. <laughs> he had to have named this. Yeah. He had to have named it himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He spent two years trying it's to figure really this out. It's really on the rest of the military crew there for not keeping this man under guard. Yeah. The red flags were all there. He, I mean, he's been working on this for two years. Yeah. And he's right here at the very end. He's clearly very obsessive. You don't he's think clearly he's not press that red button? He doesn't even fucking eat dinner like a human being no. anymore. You, you needed a psychologist on this ship. You all know, listen, Young knows what Rush was gonna do. Yeah. Yeah. You left him alone up there. Yeah. You know Riley's not gonna stand up to Rush. How many people on that base stand up to Rush? Because Rush doesn't give a shit if you stand up to right, him. Yeah, you would need to physically hold that man back. And they could have. He's not that big. He's not that big. And they didn't. Um. So, hey, yeah, you had to get the people off base. There's your way out. And, and, and Young's like, we don't even know what's on the other side of the Stargate. And, no fucks. And, like, Eli goes, I mean, it can't be worse than here. Yeah. Certain death? <laughs> or... Possible not death. <laughs> Young's like, you're, you're not helping. Possible not death. And Young just tells them to no one move. And he heads out for a second. Um, back in the control room in the present time, Rush has found something that is absolutely not life support, but it's a map. Yay. Of the Milky Way. Yay. That is not showing them where they are, though. No. That is showing Earth in the Milky Way galaxy as to where this ship started from. Huh. And then the map pulls out, starts jumping from spot to spot, and that's not jumping from star to star. That first went to the Pegasus galaxy. That's Yay. jumping galaxy from galaxy. That's fine. As if it's nothing. And there's a lot of galaxies. Everything's normal. And it keeps going and, and, and Rush says that they are several billion light years away from home. Billions and billions. Billions and billions. Um <laughs> it's it's like the mind cannot fathom the distance that they are. Oof. This is Voyager. Yes and no. Voyager was in the same galaxy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got it. That Ew. was 70 years to get home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was 70 light years, basically. Okay. Well, no, not 70 light years, but there were more than 70 light years, but it was 70 years to get home. Okay. This is billion. This is 
multi-galaxies. Yikes. It takes them three weeks to get between Earth and well, Pegasus. Well, if they had Janeway, she would have made it 70. Oh, Janeway would have figured this shit out. Mm-hmm. The end, bye. Out of sheer fucking willpower. Uh-huh. Okay, this next scene. Listen. All I'm saying is if my dad was trapped behind fallen rubble, I wouldn't be standing there kind of walking back and forth. I would be like moving rocks. I would be chucking rocks behind me. Yeah. 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 Not just watching Scott do it. Uh So Young and Greer show up with C4 because at this point it's worth the risk. Right. And Scott. Certain death or maybe death. Exactly. And 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 Young needs Scott to go take the lead and get the lead through the through the Stargate. Make sure everyone is carrying as much gear as they absolutely can. No, you're not going to Earth. Just go. Please don't ask questions right now. And Scott just needs a moment to take this in, gets it, and then goes. Yeah. He's brave. I'll give him that. Yeah. At the gate, he tells everyone to follow through on a three count. He should have just said 10 count because then maybe they would have made it at a three count. No, they wouldn't have. Um, yeah. What does he mean Saturday 10? It goes, he, uh, he takes a moment, steals himself, and heads through. Um, and we cut to, on the other side, the first moment we saw in the episode. Yep. They do start forming orderly lines that almost. don't last long. Almost, almost. The first few people are an orderly line. Things. But the problem is they land and sit there. Move your ass. <laughs> this is a water slide. You know Move how many people ass. are coming behind Move. you. Move. Let's go. Get out of the pool. <laughs> Next one in. Um, yeah, the three count and single order fall to pieces. Uh, Young gets ready to blow the rubble, does so, and they run in to save the few people trapped behind there. One of them, thankfully, is the senator. Yeah. Everyone is still getting gear and evacuating, and all I'm saying is some of those people could be carrying a lot more shit that they're carrying them with. Here's my thing. Yeah. When Dad comes through, he goes, I'm the last one. Yeah. Because he's Shooter McGavin, I don't believe him. <laughs> I'm like, who's sitting there dying, dude? <laughs> I know he's not Shooter McGavin in this. Yeah. But he's Shooter McGavin, so when he's he like, is. I'm the last one, I'm like, no, you're not, because you said that. I, uh, you hadn't said anything, I would have been fine about it. I, I I hadn't thought about that, but I'm kind of with you at this point. Yeah, because it's like, who, who See, he's did He's triaged it? some shit, and there's some people back there that just can't walk. And he's like, well, sucks to suck, sucks I gotta to suck. go. Yeah. Okay, I'm done. But also, some of those people going through the gate could be carrying a shit ton more Agreed. with them. Agreed. Agreed. They have, Lord like, one bag, and I'm like, nah. Yeah, no. Five. <laughs> This is the time where it's like, you don't care how fast you just carry as much shit as possible. This is where you grocery store that (laughs) one trip shit Uh across the gate. Uh Because you literally only, this Uh is what you've been training for. All of those grocery store runs have trained you for the moment where you must go through a Stargate. Listen, you, you don't have to carry one backpack. You put a backpack on each shoulder. Yeah. You're not going that far. No. It's just a little little ramp. But when they tell you to carry supplies and you are going through a Stargate, I'm going to... What gonna... they should have told them is you only get the supplies that you carry on your back. <laughs> and then all of these assholes would have been like... Be, they would have been fighting for supplies Hells, to carry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm done. So Humans, Eli man. goes through but holds his breath before he goes through the event horizon, which of is course. adorable. Yeah. They get the senator and they start going through the gate. Uh, Young does try calling the Hammonds and gets no response. Oof. The whole place is coming apart, shaking apart. The power is starting to flicker and go crazy and spark. The last people are going through the gate. Young takes a moment, um, gets uh, basically empties the rations 
out of a backpack and puts a very specific silver box into the bag mm-hmm. and then runs through the gate as the explosions take over the place. Silver box. Which What's is in the box? why he gets shoved through at like warp velocity. Launched through the gate. Yeah. yeah. And from space, we can see the entire planet is torn apart as three Lucian Alliance motherships are also taken out. I wrote, get fucked, Lucian Alliance. <laughs> Those were my notes for that scene. Basically. You did this to yourself. <laughs> yeah. On oh. Earth at the Pentagon, uh, either w- all or one of the Walters got a promotion. <laughs> yeah. uh, and they finally have um, a signal from Sam. Yeah. To put on and and to Jack, she explains that they barely got away uh-huh. and the planet is absolutely destroyed and they were able to beam up people from the surface, but they mainly have no idea how the Lucian Alliance knew where the base was. Right. Um, and casualties. She has 12 casualties, but there is 80 plus MIA because yeah. they couldn't beam anyone up from inside the base because the shield. So she doesn't know how many made it to Earth. And Jack's like none are here nobody's here nobody came home yeah but sam knows that the stargate was active for six minutes before the core went mm-hmm. so where did they go dun 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 roll credits yeah i <laughs> love this show already <laughs> yeah i know you would I am ready. I told Mixie yeah. that this one's going to be hard for me not to binge. Yeah, It's going to be so hard to not binge fucking through it. Yeah. What's next? Next up is air part two. Okay. More yeah. air. More air. All the areas. Yep. Airs. Airs. Uh, predictions. TJ was fucking the colonel, which is why she's so sad about it. That's okay. my prediction. The other one is... Um, Eli and Chloe are gonna hook up. Okay, because all of my predictions are about people fucking. <laughs> apparently, I would expect nothing less from you, given the tone of the series already. Okay, that's all I got. Ah, okay. Yeah. Let's go watch the next one. You okay. can find us. Uh, thanks for listening, and <laughs> you will see you next week. And you can find us on Twitter at our podcast. Find us on Facebook. This <laughs> We're not verified, and we won't be paying for it. Okay, bye. No. <laughs> Honestly, I was already thinking, it's like, how much longer are we going to keep that Twitter at this rate? Yeah, no, we're not. Sorry. (laughs) We're not anywhere. No. (laughs) We're we're terrible, shitty social media people. Okay, bye. (laughs) But you can find us on Patreon at this no place like Tara. We love you guys. Okay. Email us. Email us. Email at there's no place like Tara gmail.com. That we will respond to. Yes. Okay. We love you. Bye. 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 Thank you.